Okay, good evening and welcome to the June 2022 meeting of the San Francisco Animal Commission. My name is Michelangelo Torres and I'm your commission chairperson. We continue to hold our meetings remotely due to the ongoing uh, COVID-19 health emergency and based on recommendations issued by our city and state governments regarding remote meetings. For those who are interested in how our commission works or serving on this commission, that information is on our new website at sf.gov forward slash animal commission. On our website, you will also find the agendas, minutes, and supporting documents from our previous meetings. You will also find audio and video of past meetings, including last meeting's informative presentation on the rehabilitation of orphaned and injured wildlife with Leah Talcott Travis, the director of Egdrossel Urban Wildlife Rescue. Excuse me. So please check out our website at sf.gov forward slash animal commission. Members of the public who wish to comment during the meeting can call 415-655-0003 and use access code 2460-568-8517. Please make your comments in accordance with the agenda. Uh, Commissioner Tobin, could you please take roll from the list of names signed on to the meeting? And you're on mute, Commissioner Tobin. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, when I call your name, just say present. Chair Torres. Here. Present. Uh, Vice Chair Osinoy. You're on mute. Present. Okay. Commissioner Tobin is here. Commissioner Fortier. Present. Commissioner Arani. Present. Commissioner Chan. Present. Commissioner Van Horn. Present. Uh, Dr. Sherry O'Neill of ACC. Present. Advisor Christopher, Camb Christopher Campbell of SF Rec and Park. I do not see him here, no. uh, nor do I see Officer Joe Majewski of SFR, um, SFPD. Okay, great. Thank you. Moving on to general public comment, members of the public may address the commission with comments on items within the commission's jurisdiction other than items on the agenda. As with previous meetings, I will be facilitating the public comment periods at tonight's meetings. Members of the public who wish to make a comment should hit star three on their phone right now to be added to the speaker's queue. I will unmute your phone line when it is your turn to speak. When prompted, you will have two minutes to make a comment. Please be aware that after your two minutes are have passed, your phone line will be muted again, and I will go on to the next caller. Okay, I do see a, a number of callers. Let me set that up real fast. Okay, caller number one, you can speak when you're ready. Hi, this is Elva Granite. At the last meeting, we heard an inspirational presentation, including ACC's noble efforts to help a fox kitten. The spring bulletin describes the dedicated care and treatment of stray dog teapot. Near the time of Elena's efforts to get ACC to assist and house a dirty, friendly cat she found at a dangerous intersection, in our new $77 million nearly empty shelter. ACC's March newsletter boasts of a same day rescue redemption of a pet snake. High praise was given on Pavus for ACC's efforts to return a little dog who's been missing for four, who had been missing for four days. Rather than provide the care and services given to the snake and dogs, ACC insisted that a cat be returned to a dangerous intersection and released. Elena had the cat scanned by her vet, the SBCA contacted the owners, and she returned him to his grateful family. Since the last commission meeting, ACC sent out a notice indicating they are doubling down on their refusal to help lost and homeless adult cats. Virginia Donahue's response to Elena's letter about inter intersection kitty gave unsighted reference sources that were reminiscent of the same out-of-date data not pertaining to our city 
whose validity a number of you commissioners joined us in questioning at the first meetings we began attending as ACC initiated steps to neglect fulfilling their mission statement and code of ethics for cats and kittens. San Francisco's cats and kittens should receive the same dedication and services that San Francisco's fox pups, snakes, and dogs receive. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Okay, we'll go on to the next caller. Speaker. Okay, you're free to give your comment when you're ready. Hi there, uh, my name's Alina, and I've spoken at a few of these meetings against ACC refusals to take an outdoor cat that need a help. At the last meeting, I actually mentioned that until now, I've brought in many friendly cats and kittens to ACC as part of my volunteer work for the SPCA, and particularly from a very common dumping site, a parking lot behind O'Reilly's Auto Parts, where people often throw out their unwanted cats and kittens. Well, last week, it happened again. I got a call that two tiny five-week-old torty kittens were dumped in the parking lot and were hiding between two fences, mewing for help and starving. The most frustrating part of this ACC response is that it assumes that all cats found outdoors are owned outside cats and that they will return to their homes in due time where they are cared for. However, that assumption completely ignores all the lost, abandoned, neglected, and dumped cats in the city. It assumes that it is someone else's responsibility to take care of two little kittens all alone without even a mother to protect them. Without help, these two kittens, if not first killed by predators or cars or disease, would grow up to reproduce even more in an already overpopulated area, hunting birds and wildlife and contributing to waste and disease in an underprivileged neighborhood. We as taxpayers contribute to animal care and control so that animals that need help in our city can get qualified and professional care. ACC is more than capable of helping these cats. They have a brand new, huge facility, a robust volunteer and foster program, and haven't had to euthanize for space in a decade at least in part due to the agreement they have with the SPCA. So it's completely baffling to me that they are rejecting cats, sight unseen, and leaving it to untrained Good Samaritans to take care of these cats by themselves with no guidance or support. It's part of Animal Care Control's mission to make sure the helpless animals of San Francisco abandoned by their people are still cared for and not left outside to fend for themselves. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Okay, speaker, um, you can share your comment, please, when you're ready. Hi, this is, Maria. this is Maria Conlin. I volunteer or help run Gimme Shelter Cat Rescue. I'm also calling in about the fact that uh, ACC has not been taking healthy stray cats. Um, lost and abandoned cats do not know how to survive on the streets. Rescues and residents, as Alina was saying, are picking up the slack and taking on the responsibility of these animals that ACC could easily care for. I mean, this means if I lost my cat and somebody found the cat, they brought him in to ACC that he would be turned away and I would still be looking for my lost cat. So whereas I could have gotten my cat back if they quickly scanned the microchip and then contacted me. So it's pretty easy to do. Um, anyways, also they have the facility, as everyone else has said, they're very expensive facility that our taxpaying money, um, I believe, pays for. So. Um, but I wanted to just say, play the message that you get when you call ACC. Basically, they say it's legal for free cats to free roam. Of course, you know, sometimes you have to, it's not whether it's legal or not, it's what's right, you know. So I would like to see this item as an agenda item on upcoming meetings so we could discuss it further. So I'm going to play the message for you. Hopefully it works. Sorry about that. Um, but you get the idea. The idea. Um, that's all. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for, for, your, for your comment. Okay, it looks like um, that's um, the comments that we have, um, that were the public speakers we have, um, so we can go ahead and close public comments. Okay, thank you uh, to our um, speakers for sharing their, their thoughts. Excuse me. Um, okay, so um, the next agenda item is approval of draft minutes from the May 2022 meeting. Um, it appears that um, some of the commissioners did not receive their uh, copy of the minutes until uh, just a few minutes ago. So I apologize for any kind of um, problem concerning the uh, receiving of those, uh, of that document. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, postpone um, the approval of the minutes until next meeting, okay? Um, so we will go on now to item number four, which is um, the chairpersons and commissioners reports. Uh, commissioner's reports regarding recent activities in the community involving animal issues that have been discussed by the commission in the past. Are there any reports to share? I had a quick report. I don't have a lot to report, but may I? Yes, Commissioner um, Fortin. I saw there was an article in the SF gate about a woman who has been helping people who have had their dogs lost or stolen or kidnapped. Um, a woman who is independently working to reunite uh, humans with their kidnapped or lost, stolen animal. Um, I've reached out to her. I want to uh, try to figure out, I know that um, Dr. Van Horn has, has looked into this. Uh, she does mention, too, that French bulldogs are the ones who are most likely um, to to be in this situation. So I, this may be something for a future um, meeting for us, but I'm going to reach out to her and see if we can put our heads together and see what she knows and um, and and see if we can I don't know make any progress on this issue. So it's that's my report. Great, that sounds wonderful. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, I didn't notice that article, but I'll look because that that sounds really great. I mean, I'll uh, I'll distribute. Really okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, are there any other reports or anything to share from any of the commissioners? I'm unable to raise my hand with the layout that I have here, but just to, to contribute, I, I have been in touch with the DA's office. Um, obviously, they have a lot going on right now, um, and um, I think I've kind of been shuffled to, to the less important call sort of thing, but um, given that we have some changes at the DA's office now, um, I'm going to refresh my uh, request for information on the outstanding cases that we have just so that we can discuss this next meeting. Great. Thanks for the update. Looking forward to hearing more about it. Do we have any other reports? I'm not seeing any hands or anything. Okay, great. Okay, so we'll go on to agenda item number five, which is old business reporting from San Francisco Animal care and control. Um, animal care and control will report regarding outcomes for animals and ongoing operations. Uh, Dr. O'Neill, please go ahead when you're ready to um, present. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, so I will start with uh, just some general updates. Um, I've had a number of volunteers and staff out with COVID, but um, luckily it hasn't impacted us like um, the spike in the early part of the year has, and um, most of those folks um, have been away from the shelter long enough that they weren't there during their infectious period. So we haven't had to like go too far with contact tracing, which is good news. And nobody's like really, really sick. So that's also good news, but a few volunteers and staff out. Um, we were gonna have our volunteer appreciation party um, last week, but we postponed it because of the COVID situation. So the date um, is still to be determined, but hopefully in the next few weeks, I think um, Deb was working on getting a new date with the um, caterer is the holdup, but um, I'll let you know when that is when I do. Um, they are moving ahead with the Friends Donor event on the 18th, which is a Saturday, and it's um, for some of the um, some of their primary donors, and it's like a behind the scenes tours, and um, there's like a kitten kitten encounter. Um, I don't know snacks and food and tours and things like that. So that's still on on the 18th. Um, as far as hiring goes. 
Um, there was one really good prospect for the ACO position who has withdrawn their name. Um, so they're kind of back back at the beginning because um, there's nobody else kind of on the wait list. Um, so we'll have to circle back with that. Um, the front desk um, has kind of pushed to two full-time positions and they're starting, I think probably within the next three to four weeks, they may push off a start date just because end of fiscal year is the end of June and it gets a little complicated with things, so, but soon. And then for the animal care attendants, they have two um, temporary exempt part-time folks that are through the point where they're like getting fingerprinted and all their background stuff done. So they should be onboarded, I'm guessing in the next, I had to guess probably four to six weeks as well. So that's where that is. Um, what else? We You probably saw some media um, with SPCA and ACC about dog adoptions um, and how we're all accumulating a lot of large dogs that don't seem to be moving off our adoption floor. So um, adoption fees are waived um, and trying to kind of move those guys along. So there's been a little bit of um, media around that. Um, the folks that filmed the live rescue uh, for the ACO show, they came and did um, some filming last week for um, a sizzle reel that they can then shop around and see if they can kind of get um, not the same show, but something similar with a different um, production company, see if someone will pick it up. So we're waiting to hear about that. Um, let's see, Lila and I are doing a Girl Scout presentation for um, animal badges uh, next week. So that should be some fun. She's doing wildlife and I'm doing pets. So that should be fun. What else do I have to say? Um, I think that's all the general stuff on site today. There are seven birds, 88 cats. That number's jumped way up. Um, 58 dogs and uh, 45 others. 33 of which are guinea pigs and rabbits. I think we had we had a couple of impounds of a group of five and a group of six um, guinea pigs. A couple generations there. So that that is an ongoing situation. Um, there are 61 animals in foster, 58 of those are um, cats and kittens, and I think that's it. So that's a total of 261 animals in care. Um, we had an impound of about 30 cats and kittens over the weekend. Um, SPCA pulled some of those this week. Um, their intake is going. Their intake team is going to be away next week, so. Um, will probably be um, pretty full until we can kind of pick that up again. And then there was a lot of impounds today. Um, so Foster was kind of scrambling to get everybody out. But that's the numbers. And I don't think I have any other major updates. Okay. Uh, thank you, Dr. O'Neill. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's open it up to questions and comments from the commissioners. Do we have any questions or comments? Um, I have a question. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't seem to raise my hand here. Okay, um, Tobin. So, um, Dr. O'Neill, do you have any insight as to why there's an increased large dog population? What's the um, where's this coming from, and is this any post-pandemic result, or are they owner surrendered, or what's the situation behind such an influx of these dogs? Um, they're all kind of different. I don't know that there's one thing we can point to. I mean, there are there are several owner surrenders for various and sundry reasons. I mean, these weren't dogs that were like adopted from us and returned. Um, mm -hmm. Some of it is landlord issues. Um, I just I feel like we're just seeing kind of a different population of dogs in general that um, especially with large dogs that maybe have some minor behavior issues or are just poorly trained and are adolescent. They're just, you know, they're difficult to handle. And so we're seeing more of those and those are, um, you know, a little bit challenging. I mean, nothing that's um, so problematic that they can't be on the available floor, mm -hmm. um, but they're just slow. I mean, we have, you know, most of what we have on the floor right now are medium to large pitties or pit mixes. So those are always hard to move, I gotta be honest. 
Um, and all of them have had great stories and great presence on social media. I think Deb and Kelly have done a great job of profiling those dogs. I mean, Legend had that great story about the volunteer that that fell and she let go of the leash, but he stayed right with her and like she had to have medical help. And um, so I, I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of people still are hesitant about the pity breeds. Um, and are probably just a little hesitant about bigger dogs in general. I mean, they they tend to trend on a longer length of stay anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But we're they're just kind of building up now because they're not moving. Um, and we don't have a ton of available dogs up, but the ones we do have are slow moving. And then we have a lot um, in back of house um, that are investigation and stray holds and things like that. Anytime the dogs get over like sixty to sixty five, we're reaching capacity for the kennels like physically so mm -hmm. there was a point a couple of weeks ago where just the you know stray population had spilled over into isolation into other areas of the shelter so we're having to place some musical chairs okay so um with that you have you have a good number on like where your capacity for care is for dogs and how many you can shelter at a time um you've got a lot of cats that came in this weekend with 30 so what is your capacity for care for cats, um, I, I realize that when you get a bunch of kittens, five can be in the same spot together, right? So it varies. We try, yeah, we try not to have more than two or three per kennel. Mm -hmm. And our perfect number for what's on the floor is usually about 22 to 25. More than that, and it starts to get crowded where we have to close the, you know, close up some of the extra space that they get, and they tend to move slower. I think we talked about this a little bit last time as far as like the ideal number to have on the floor so that it's not too overwhelming when adopters come in, but like the right number so that people actually leave with a kitchen. Um, and we're keeping up with spay neuter for the cats pretty well. So anything that's on the floor is altered and like ready to walk out the door. Okay. Um, Foster is gonna be really full. I mean, I there was 61 this morning when I printed this report, but there was a lot of impounds this afternoon. So I don't know what the current count is. Once the foster numbers start to approach about 75, 75, 85, um, they're starting to get overwhelmed. And we just, we don't have the volunteer capacity like we used to, a lot of people didn't come back so much after COVID. Um, so I think they're having a hard time kind of keeping that under control. Okay. Yeah. But we have a lot of excess cat kennels. Um, but that, you know, I say, as I've said before, you know, it doesn't mean that, that there's any more people um, to care for them. It's the same, same staff number and actually down a couple. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Tobin. Um, Commissioner Fortier. Um, yes, thank you. Um, thank you, Dr. Neal. Just to follow up on that, um, the question about the cats, um, you said that there were, I have two questions. Number one, could you tell us about the 30 impounded cats? I don't know what that means. Could you, where do they come from and what does that mean? And then secondly, on the fosters, um, mm -hmm. there are a lot, that sounds like a lot of fosters. And can you just remind us, are those um, free, does that mean that they are through um, your your partners, um, and, and who who is it's the it's the foster partners I think who house the animals. But can you just clarify who fosters the cats and kittens? All right. So the first question was about the source of the thirty. They were all different. Um, they were all different. Some were queens and kittens. Some were kittens by themselves. Some it was a mixed bag of um, ages and sources. Um, I don't know that we've looked at all of it very closely. I mean, I know that there, I don't think that there were any that were from like a common area or anything like that. It was just, uh, we tend to get more impounds on the weekend anyway. Um, and it's June, so I expect the numbers to tick upward. I mean, we'll probably hit the peak in July if the numbers kind of trend as they have the past years. So, you know, kind of summer, summer spike. Um, as far as the fosters, um, I mean, they are all ACC kittens, so we're responsible for all of their preventive care and medical care um, and all that type of thing, you know, recalling them when it's time for spay neuter, all the services, and then um, getting them onto the adoption floor. 
So um, it's volunteer run through um, Tony's Kitty Rescue and she handles like the husbandry and um, just kind of the basic needs, but we still handle all of the vaccinations and the surgery and any kind of medical um, issues or medications and that type of thing. So it's a lot of work. I mean, my um, colleague and my tech probably spent about four hours this afternoon seeing kitten appointments. So um, it can be really time consuming. All right, thank you for clarifying. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Portier. Um, Commissioner Irani. Um, thank you, Dr. O'Neill. Um, thank you for clarifying the policy. I think my, I have a couple questions too, just about clarification. Um, I know you shed some light on the cat policy in the last meeting. Um, a couple of members of the public brought up some questions that I also have in my mind, which are, um, as far as scanning microchips of, you know, when people bring in a cat, I'm wondering, you know, if people bring in a stray dog, would you scan the microchip and is if there's a difference there between, you know, what you would do with a stray cat versus a stray dog, can you help us understand like why that is? I mean, anything, any animal that's impounded is scanned for a microchip. I mean, that's just standard practice. They're usually scanned more than once just in case the chip is missed at any point. Um, I mean, as far as, I think it depends on the situation. If someone is on the phone, then they'll probably, depending on the situation, the either the front desk or animal control, whoever they're talking to, will give them advice of as far as what next steps are. But anything that's impounded is scanned for a microchip. Okay. And that, I mean, that includes, you know, DOAs and, and all that. Yeah. Always scan for a chip. Yeah. I mean, just so I understand, like the healthy cats are not impounded. Is that the policy? Like the policy, as far as healthy, healthy outdoor community cats, we've animal control has never picked up healthy adult cats. Um, that hasn't changed. I mean, back in 2019, the only piece that has changed about the policy was um, in part because SPCA decided they were discontinuing their feral clean program. And we agreed with them and it was, you know, it was actively trapping and bringing in the queens and they had a lot of problems with that program. So they decided to discontinue it. So that was the only change, but healthy free roaming cats have never been, um, have, have never been, you know, encouraged to come in for all the reasons that we've talked about. I think it's because we've had such high numbers, you know, the last few years is being talked about more, you know, the front desk has more information and kind of a script to go through um, more so than they have in the past. So I think as more conversations are happening about it, but the policy has always been in place. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, um, I just wonder too, like for cats that are owned versus cats that are feral, can you tell the difference if someone brings in a cat that's owned versus feral? like a community cat versus, you know, someone's cat that might be lost? It, it depends. I, I mean, also any cat can be that when they first go to determine um, behavior, but outdoor cats can be friendly or feral. You know, it, the, the personality of the cat or the behavior of the cat does not necessarily correlate with being outside. Okay. Okay, well, um, thank you for that clarification. I think I think I just have one more question, which is like if it's an outdoor cat being brought in, it doesn't matter if it's an adult or kittens, right? The policy is the same. Right. I mean, we've always taken orphaned kittens, underage kittens, um, and that's where the major you know, the majority of those go to foster. The idea is that if it's a if the, if it's a healthy cat then it doesn't need our services. I mean, if it's a healthy cat that needs to be altered, then that is a community cat program and they just need to go, um, you know, get surgery, get vaccinated and go back. Um, if they're sick or injured, absolutely. If they're orphaned, yes. And then case by case basis, depending on, you know, if there's a situation that is dangerous um, or, you know, determine that it's just, you know, it's not gonna be a good area for the cat. 
Um, mostly that's queens and kittens at this point. Then it's triaged at that point. Um, typically, they'll ask for photos and a description of the area, that type of thing. And then they will advise, they being the people that receive the calls, either the front desk or animal control. Um, sometimes an officer will go out to assess it as well. And then there's support for anybody that wants to kind of, you know, help the family in place until the cats are ready for services. You know, if the kittens are old enough for spay neuter, great. They come in, they get services, they get adopted. Um, but, you know, if they don't need us um, at that particular time, then we like them to kind of stay where they are until they're either ready for spay neuter. Um, but like I say that, you know, the healthy cats, healthy outdoor cats that don't need our help, then we prefer them to to stay in their environment. Thank you. Thank you very much, Commissioner Irani. Um, Commissioner um, Van Horn. Hi, Dr. O'Neill. Um, we uh, we just had our biannual California veterinary conference here in San Francisco, and it gave me a chance to talk to a bunch of the other veterinarians that practice in the area. Um, everybody kind of feels like our, our presence and problematic issues with ticks have increased significantly in the last few years, um, both in Golden Gate Park, the Presidio, and the south part of the city. And, and there are a lot of hypotheses as far as climate change um, and that sort of thing. But, but um, one, one issue that's been of concern is the increase of coyotes in the area and the decrease of possums that are being seen. And possums being our big control for ticks, um, I suggested that animal control was probably our best measure of how many possums are still around in the city and whether or not that population is being impacted. Um, for next month's meeting, is there any way that we can put in like keyword possum and see how many calls we've had in the last year versus years prior to, to see if that's a, a legitimate concern? Um, if you want to make it an agenda item to talk about possums, we can. Um, I think Lila might be a better source and I can talk to her about it. I mean, we still see plenty of them come in. Um, and sometimes it, you know, I'm a possum and then, um, we usually send the littles to Lila if she's got, she usually has a surrogate that she uses for those ones. Um, I don't really feel like we've seen an uptake in them coming in. I feel like the numbers are about normal, but that's just off the top of my head. Um, I don't know how many calls the officers are getting, um, about about them. I mean, I certainly haven't, usually it's hit by car is when they come in. I can't say that I've seen any that have come in as like looking like predation, if that makes sense. It does. Again, just wanted to throw it out there because um, again, I think animal control is probably our best um, indicator of whether or not that population is stable. Thank you. Um... Commissioner Van Horn. Um, Commissioner Irani, I see your hand up. Is that an old hand or do you have another comment before I open up for a public comment? I apologize, that's an old hand. Okay, okay, no worries. <laughs> okay, um, are there any other, it doesn't look like there's any other comments or questions from the commissioner, so we were going to open this up to public comment. Um, okay, so, um, Members of the public who wish to make a comment, please hit star three on your phone right now to be added to the speaker's queue. I will unmute your phone line when it's your turn to speak. When prompted, you will have two minutes to make a comment. Please be aware that after your two minutes have passed, your phone line will be muted again and I will go on to the next caller. Um, I see a couple callers with their hands raised. Um, some of them are previous callers as well, so I will call on everybody, but if you, if that is a hand from a previous uh, comment and you wish not to speak, just let me know when I unmute you. Okay. Otherwise, you're you're free to give another comment. Okay. Okay, public speaker, you can comment when you're ready. Oh, hi. This is Maria Conlon again from uh, Give Me Shelter Cat Rescue, and um, I just wanted to respectfully disagree with 
Dr. O'Neill and that members of the, the, it does seem that this policy of bringing in healthy cats has changed. And I know people used to be able to bring in healthy cats um, and now they are, un, they are actually turned away. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to clarify that from somebody from the outside's perspective. Um, also, I did want to just, uh, in response, not related to Dr. O'Neill, but um, uh, Doc, uh, Commissioner Forte had mentioned something about um, animals being stolen, and there was a contact for that. Um, we had a cat stolen from a Petco location, and I would love to, I think Anne-Marie might have my phone number or my email, hopefully. Um, uh, anyways, it's Maria at GiveMeShelterSF.org. I would love to know that person's name and maybe she can help us get our cat back because we still have not gotten our cat back stolen from a Petco location store back in, I don't know, February or something. So might be unlikely, but I'm open to any op options. So thank you for that. That's all I have to say. Thanks. Thank you for your comments. Okay. Okay, next caller, you can start your comment when you're ready. Hi, this is an old one. Okay, great, thank you. Okay, next caller, you can make your comment when you're ready. Thank you. Hi, this is actually, this was, I had my hand up during public comment. So I want to make sure that if I make my comment now, um, it's I'm going to get my full two minutes. Or should I wait until public comment at the end of the meeting and still hang around and wait to be able to make my public comment? You, you can make your public comment now. Sorry if you weren't, if we didn't see your hand up earlier. Why don't you go Thank ahead and you. go when you're ready? Thank you. Okay. Um, we used to have neighbors across the street who had a beautiful cat who sat in the window every day. One day, those people moved out. We saw the moving van leave, we saw the dumped furniture, and we saw their beautiful cat sitting on the sidewalk, crying, abandoned, dumped, no food, no water, no shelter, nothing. We immediately brought her inside. This is 6th Avenue, a busy street with buses. But if that happened today, and I called ACC, I would probably be told to simply leave the cat there, even though she was clearly abandoned, because the policy is now they don't take in friendly, healthy cats. All of us who do trap, neuter, return, and rescue have found abandoned cats in our colonies and on the street. And I'm not talking about feral cats. No, those cats should go to SPCA community cats program to be fixed. No, these are friendly, healthy cats who are dumped. They've been fed by people their whole lives. They don't know how to hunt. They don't, they don't have street smarts. And if left on the street, frankly, as ACC is telling us is the new policy, they may survive, but they may also be hit by cars, starved to death, or get killed by coyotes. ACC is a new $77 million city open admission shelter voted on approved of and paid for by residents of San Francisco. We have every right to ask that any lost animal be taken in by ACC to find food, medical care, and a road to adoption. It's not up to us taxpayers and good Samaritans to take all stray animals off the street, shelter them, and find them homes. We are individuals. We are not shelters. This is the job and the mission of ACC. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Going on to the next comments. Okay, you can provide your comment when you're ready. Thank you. Hi, my name's Rocket. Um, some of you all know me from Baywood. Hi. Um, I just wanted to ask, thank you very much, um, Dr. O'Neill. I wanted to ask, uh, related to your question of the nearing overflow of large dogs and your statement that they don't seem to be coming from any particular reason or source. Um, many news media these days are reporting on the overflow at shelters and rescue groups due to the pandemic, that people are going back to work and abandoning their animals that they got for comfort during the pandemic. 
And what I'm wondering is if SFACC is is trying to address that feature in particular in any particular way, such as um, increased training or something for the dogs that need behavior uh, modifications, or is there any is there any addressing of the large animal large dog overflow uh, related to their particular issues? That's that's all I got. I hope that's clear. If it's not, I'm happy to answer a question to clarify. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Is there any uh, comments or questions from anyone before we go on to the next agenda item? Okay, um, we'll go on to the next agenda item, which is um, commission governance. Um, the commission will discuss the new website and status of in-person meetings. Uh, let's see. So, first of all, um, I'm going to um, present on this topic. Uh, just cover a couple things first. Um, just wanted to go over the um, teleconference meetings resolution, which we voted for uh, last meeting to cover this meeting. So we will um, not need to vote on it this meeting, but we will vote on it um, again with our next meeting. Excuse me, I was distracted. So just wanted to mention that. Uh, as mentioned earlier, the commission has a new website. Our new website can be found at sf.gov forward slash animal commission. As many of us already know, the city's departments and public bodies are all migrating from sfgov.org uh, to the new sf.gov platform. Uh, moving every city department and every public body uh, to the new website will take some time, but we are um, fortunate that we're one of the first um, public bodies to be able to do so. Um, the new website is still being updated um, and you can find both current and past information on the website. Uh, as well as links to our previous sfgov.org website, where you can access older and archived um, content. Um, right now, both websites, which is um, sf.gov forward slash animal commission and sfgov.org slash animals, which is our previous website, I'm posting the meeting information to both those sites for the time being. Um, at some point, a new information will only be posted on the new website, but until we get the redirects up, uh, in which it'll allow people to find the new website a little bit more easier, um, we're going to continue to put the information on both websites, okay? Um, but, you know, of course, even though the new website will have the new information, you will still be able to access easily uh, older content on the previous website uh, by clicking the blue button, which you will find on, the, on our new website uh, to access any older information, okay? Um, one thing I also did want to mention too is that, um, unfortunately, with the new um, website template, it, there's not an easy way to share um, social media um, accounts, uh, such as we do on our current one um, for the commission. Uh, even with the, the previous or with the yeah with the sfgov.org website, um, we weren't able to really share it easily, but there was ways to work around it, and I was able to do something so we could share it. Um, so I haven't figured out how to do it with the new website yet. Of course, you know, on our profile pages, um, members are able to publish or um, share their own personal uh, social media accounts. But uh, as far as an area in which to share the commission's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram accounts, um, it's not available right now. But as I mentioned, I am trying to find ways to work around it and hope to have something up within the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, if there are any questions concerning the new website, I'd be more than happy to, to answer them. Um, but before I do, I also wanted to give a brief status on uh, concerning the return of in-person or hybrid meetings um, for the commission. I reached out to the office of the city administrator earlier this week to ask um, if a date for our return to city hall has been determined yet and found out that a date has not been decided yet. This means we're going to continue to meet remotely. Uh, as we were previously told, we would be given at least a two months notice before having to make the change or the return to City Hall. I'm assuming that you know we will be continuing to meet at least through the summer. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if we meet through at least the rest of the year remotely. Okay. Um, and as always, as I find out more information, I will share it. But for right now, we're meeting remotely and I don't anticipate any changes for 
the next several months. Okay. Uh, if there's any questions or any comments, um, please come forward with it. And I will open this up for public comment in a few minutes, but I wanted to hear from commissioners first to see if they had any questions or any comments concerning uh, the three items I spoke about, with the three topics. Anything? Okay. <laughs> Let's open it up for public comment. Um, members of the public who wish to make a comment should hit star three on their phone right now to be added to speaker's queue. Uh, let me see if there's anyone. Okay, it looks like we have a couple, but I'm, again, I'm not too sure if those are older hands, so I will go ahead and call on you. If um, you don't have a comment, just let me know, okay, when I unmute you. Okay, do you have a comment for this um, agenda item? Hi, sorry, I'm waiting for public comment at the end. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and go to the next caller. Do you have a comment for this agenda item? No, I don't. Okay, thank you. Um, so, let me ask a question to um, some of our uh, previous commission chair people. I need some assistance with something, a question I have. So, Commissioner Irani and Commissioner Fortier. Um, we currently do not have uh, a public comment period for the end of the meeting. We have the one at the beginning, but not one at the end. But I've heard of, there's been at least two people that have made reference to there being a public comment period at the end of the meeting. Uh, what, uh, to be honest, what, what do I do? Can I open up another comment area, public comment period? I say we should open up if there's public comment and we can discuss this further, we can look at the rules um, for commission and how we should proceed, but certainly if, if members of the public have things to say, we should open it up to them. Okay, great. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, it could be that, you know, I could have missed one of the callers in the previous times, but, um, you know, I thought I'd caught everybody, but it looks like maybe at least one person wasn't caught. So we will go ahead and add an additional public comment period. Thank you. Um, commissioner. Fortier. So, again, um, anyone who does want to make a comment. The phone number to call is 415-655-0003. Use access code 2460-568-8517. Okay, so members of the public who wish to make a comment at this point should hit star three on their phone to be added to the speaker's queue. I will go ahead and unmute your phone line when it's your turn to speak. When prompted, you will have two minutes to make a comment. Please be aware that after your two minutes have passed, your phone line will be muted again, and I will go on to the next caller. Okay, it looks like we have two callers with hands up. I will go ahead and unmute the first caller, and you can go ahead and provide your comment. Thank you. Hi, yes, um, I would also note that star three uh, unmutes you, un un unraises your hand on the phone. So uh, just FYI to everyone who has kept their hand up, you can press star three and it lowers your hand. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to comment quickly uh, on a story that a friend of mine had, um, who's unfortunately a busy mom, so she wasn't able to make the meeting. Uh, basically, a while ago, she rescued two friendly cats. Um, one was a girl that brought her kittens to her door, and the other was on the side of a freeway. Um, a young Tom and just jumped into her car when she pulled over to see if it was okay. So she tried to get help from ACC and they actually told her that she needed to post flyers and ask neighbors um, to find the owners of the cats, even though it was very likely that they were dumped. One of them was, you know, at the side of the freeway. Um, and so she did do that and posted and tried to find owners and got no one to come forward to claim them. Uh, but when she tried to contact ACC once again, she was told that she had kept the cats for too long and that they wouldn't accept them without a surrender fee, which wasn't in her budget. Um, so while she tried to find low cost spay and neuter for both cats, unfortunately the huge cost and the long wait list for surgeries, um, she wasn't able to find any um, surgeries for these two cats that she rescued out of the kindness of her heart. And they ended up getting pregnant again. So she had a litter of kittens and then another you know, pregnancy on the way. So thankfully, um, they were able to get help from a local rescuer 
and uh, otherwise they would have had even more litters of kittens, and there are already so many kittens that are unwanted in the city. Um, so San Francisco already has such a huge cat population, and these cats um, hurt native wildlife and birds. Uh, it's not their fault, but we need to be responsible for them. And ACC, you know, this is their job to take care of them, to get cats fixed, to reduce the population problem, and to take care of cats in need. So, um, yeah, that's all. Thank you for your comments. Okay, going on to the next caller. Okay, you can provide your comment when you're ready. No, I've already made my comment. Okay, great, thank you so much. Okay. Okay, so going on to um, items to be put on the agenda for future commission meetings. Our next meeting is going to be held on Thursday, July 14th. This meeting will be held remotely. Uh, please reach out to me by the Friday before the next meeting with any proposed agenda items and any supporting documents. For our next meeting, that'll be by Friday, July 8th. Uh, the agenda and any supporting documents will be uploaded to our website, sf.gov forward slash animal commission by the Monday evening before the meeting. So for our next meeting, that will be Monday, July 11th. Our next month's agenda will include ongoing reporting and sharing of news and special events from SF Animal Care and Control, a vote on the resolution allowing us to continue to meet remotely, a possible discussion on blue, blue traps with Allison Hermans, uh, Director of Communications and Marketing from Wildcare. Um, I'd also like to put out there um, possibly discussing uh, the found cat policy um, at um, SF um, ACC. I know that a couple of commissioners have reached out to me about the possibility of talking about that. I've also talked about it with Dr. O'Neill. Uh, so that'll be a possible topic as well on the agenda for next meeting. Um, I will go ahead and talk to some of the uh, commissioners I've spoken with as far as how we could, how we want to go about um, adding that to the agenda and what kind of discussion do we want to have around it. Um, do any commissioners have any questions or anything else to add? Okay, uh, seeing none, if there's nothing further, uh, we can adjourn. Thank you all so much for attending tonight's meeting. Uh, it is uh, 6.42, I'm sorry, 6.24 p.m. and we are now adjourned, okay? Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night.